Hi, and welcome to this week's episode of Level Up, where we discuss the most current and relevant best practices, new technologies, and staffing resources to truly level up your pharmacy career and your practice. And now, get ready to level up. You know, welcome to Level Up. I'm really excited to get to meet you, and I have the opportunity to spend some time with you. Do you mind just sharing a little bit about yourself and your role at Rx Genomics? Sure. Thanks so much for having me. I'm I'm excited to talk about um, pharmacogenomics today, um, and um, I've really been in love with pharmacogenomics since I since I learned about it in school. Um, did a little bit of research um, in school with um, a couple of different drugs, mainly focused on cardiology um, in, in pharmacy school. And um, right after that, I, I did a residency um, at, at a hospital where my main project was on how to implement pharmacogenomics in, um, in a setting and uh, mainly implemented that in the mental health um, arena there. Um, I, I thought, you know, wanted to learn a little bit more about um, implementing um, and how to do that on a bigger scale. Uh, so right after that, I uh, went to University of Colorado and completed a fellowship there on uh, pharmacogenomic implementation. Um, after I graduated my fellowship, I I learned about a lot of different processes and um, how to implement in a larger scale, but also um, got experience with having patient consultations as well as uh, provider consultations and um, a few research projects. Um, so I came to our genomics um, in um, actually in 2021. So I've been here for, for a few years now. And uh, my role here as the as the director of um, the clinical pharmacogenomic operations is mainly it's very multidisciplinary. Um, I do see patients on a regular basis and um, do consultations with them when it comes to pharmacogenomics. Talk to their providers, but then also communicate with our team um, from marketing to IT to to sales. Um, as well as um, I, I love educating people and just getting uh, you know, on the same page about pharmacogenomics with other healthcare professionals. Um, so I also host a webinar um, that we used to have every week, but now it's monthly um, about pharmacogenomic uh, clinical pearls. Okay, this is amazing. So just for some background for our listeners, CE Impact has partnered with Rx Genomics um, and we have an advanced training. It's kind of like a primer to get to know what pharmacogenomics really is, pharmacogenetics is really is. Actually, that's a great question. The difference between pharmacogenetics and pharmacogenomics, there's a difference, right? Yeah, it's, well- Because <laughs> I realize I use those words simultaneously, but then right when I was saying it, I must, there must be a difference. So yes, we have a advanced training. That's a sidebar. We have an advanced training that we have put together over the past several years, but this month we are doing a refresh. And so that is why we have brought Ina in to share a little bit more deeper insight as to what exactly her role is and what exactly the, the advanced training looks like. It's kind of be, it's going to be a primer of what this education is really is is focused on and the rollout. We get a lot of inquiries from our listeners and from our newsletter subscribers as to what are other 
opportunities that pharmacists can advance their training, advance their expertise, advance their patient care, especially in the community. So we have collaborated with with Arch Genomics, Exact Meds on how to educate pharmacists in in this arena. So Ina is an expert, obviously with her background, she has extensive training in pharmacogenetics and with her role at Rx Genomics, we partnered with her to help support this and put together this advanced training. So just, you know, your background is so stellar and thank you for sharing with us. But, you know, as we're going to dive a little bit deeper into more of what exactly is pharmacogenetics, do you mind sharing with us? I guess the first question is the difference between, well, first of all, what is pharmacogenetics? I mean, I was in pharmacy school 10 plus years ago now. So I have an idea and I think I was fortunate because I went to a pharmacy school that had science bench work in this industry, in this realm, but I'm sure not, this was not as talking to you. This is not, this is not an area that all pharmacy schools are focusing on. So do you mind sharing us a little bit about what is pharmacogenetics and then the difference between pharmacogenetics and pharmacogenomics? <laughs> Yeah, sure. So, um, so pharmacogenomics, or how we call it, uh, PGX for short, right? It's it's a it's a big word, um, but in a nutshell, is really looking at how your genetics can affect medication response. Um, so we're all a little different in our DNA. I mean, we see the differences on the outside. We all look different, even within your family. You see um, differences in siblings and even your parents. Um, so because of that. Of course, how we respond to medications would also be different based on that, based on the genetics. So that's what it really is in a nutshell. Um, it's just taking into account the genetic information to make a more informed uh, medical decision. Um, you know, I, I always say uh, the other clinical factors um, when choosing a medication, they're they're also very important. So we don't, you know, we're not forgetting about those, but. This is just giving the providers and the pharmacists uh, just an additional tool in their tool belt to really um, know how to choose the right medication for the patient. Um, and when, in, go ahead. No, go ahead. When, let's edit that out, Bryson. Um, when was pharmacogenetics, I, I want to say, discovered or started to be implemented in the patient journey? That's a great question. So we have known about pharmacogenomics uh, for a long time. I mean, more than 50 years of research. Um, however, it, it really became more popular when um, the project for the human genome was completed in, um, in 2000. So it's actually over 20 years now. It's, you know, think about that. And it, we're like, oh, that just was yesterday. But it's, a little bit over 20 years ago. Um, and that's when we first started seeing some of this become more popular and actually how to implement it um, in the in clinical practice. Uh, but really it has taken off, I wanna say in the past um, five to 10 years um, where there's still a lot of you know gaps in implementations mm -hmm. and it's not available everywhere. Um, right. right now, mainly it's going to be available in um, health centers that have started to do research with it and then have integrated patient care. Um, but it it's not a routine uh, screening just yet. So still, you know, there's a long way to go in terms of um, integrating it in the majority of the US and e even the world. So 
I have so many questions because first, if we've known about this for two, three, four decades, five decades, then why isn't this not more mainstream? I'm wondering what are the roadblocks that get in the way of utilizing pharmacogenetic testing? Yeah. So, um, one of the main roadblocks is, is really the, the cost. Okay. Um, so insurance companies, um, they're not on board with it hundred percent just yet. Um, actually in the recent years, so in the past, in the last five years, we see more insurance coverage coming on board, um, especially United Health. Uh, they, they started covering it a few years ago. Um, and then now, um, in California, Medical they just um, passed a rule a ruling to have pharmacogenomics covered uh, next year. So we do see a little bit of that coming okay. to play, uh, nowadays. Um, and I, you know, I would hope that this can open up um, a little bit more of the access. But one of the one of the main issues is the cost and not okay. being covered by insurance. Um, another another big issue, and um, and I also saw this in some of my research. It, it's education. So like we mentioned, even at the beginning of the call, um, you don't learn about this in school. And the med medical doctors, they don't necessarily learn about this. But even in pharmacy schools, I mean, mm -hmm. it's being introduced now um, a little bit more. And um, actually, I definitely think you were you were lucky that you had that component in, right. in your curriculum, uh, because 10 years ago, um, it definitely wasn't um, as widespread. Um, but just the medical professionals, they don't necessarily feel educated enough or feel ready to implement it. So then hmm. there's that question of, well, I don't want any liability. I have this information, but I don't know how to use it. So then, hmm. got uh, it. you know, so that's, that's also another, um, another barrier there. Um, but, you know, I've seen, especially that's why I'm, I'm really hopeful for it um, as we move forward here, because I've seen a lot more medical professionals um, be interested in it and actually do certificate courses like ours and other um, other courses to educate themselves and apply this to, uh, to patient care. Um, also patients, patients are getting more educated about yeah. this, actually asking their providers for, uh, for the test. I can see that that the liability purposes when you have information, but you don't know what to do with it, I guess that could be a barrier. But on the flip side, when you do have the information, what, what opportunities could that open up? Yeah. So that can definitely open up a lot of opportunities in terms of um, applying the information that you do have mm -hmm. for better um, medical management. Um, and, you know, we're, we're thinking about this in that, in the area of, uh, oh, I have this information. You know, I don't, I don't want it because I don't want liability. But at the same time, you can actually maybe open yourself up for more liability if you don't test because right. some of this right. information is is available and um, you can be using it for for patient care. Um, and there was actually um, a recent recent case for uh, for a cancer um, medication where um, uh, one, you know, this uh, his the wife, um, her husband was he was he had cancer and he actually ended up dying because of the side effects um, of cancer and she was looking into it and uh, found out that um, there was this test the pharmacogenomic testing that they could have done to save mm. his life and then look at you know so they could find the right dose for him 
So she sued the hospital and uh, settled for um, a couple million dollars. And uh, now, yeah, so then now the hospital has to, um, of course, test for that gene and educate all of their providers right. that. So there's there's that risk with it as well. Well, yeah, I hate for that to have to be the impetus of change, right? Someone getting injured, right. obviously death occurring and then a lawsuit, but you know, you can't, that's how a lot of people learn, but where is this in standardized practice today? You know, if I were to get diagnosed with something, how would I know at what point do I need to get tested? Yeah, that's, that's a great question. Um, and you know, to be completely honest with you, there isn't a good system right now for, for a patient to, to really know where, well, where do I get tested? Um, you're just going to have to do more research yourself online. And if you happen to, you know, to have that, um, this medic medical center that you're at offer the testing, then that, that would be, um, a good opportunity there. But, um, in terms of who should get tested, um, I, I think that everyone should get tested regardless of whether they're taking medications or not. And the reason for that is because you'll have this information available to you um, and then you can use it, the information mm -hmm. to um, decide, okay, so in the future, if I'm ever, you know, taking any medications, Got I will use this information to know um, whether I should be taking the drug or not, because your genetics never change. Yeah. So, so I mean, are, what are you saying that a healthy person, and I, I'm just trying to learn here, you know, at what yeah. point, because it's either I'm taking care of my mom or I'm taking care of my kids and then mm -hmm. I'm in the middle. So, or, or patients and pharmacists listening, they're taking care of their patients, but then they're right. also thinking about themselves or they're thinking about their family. Yeah. So at what, I mean, I guess at any point you can just, you can get tested and yes. then you have results of what your genetic profile looks like. And then do you bring that to your PCP or your, your general provider or a pharmacist that you're look, working with? What do you do, I, I guess, after you get tested? Yeah. So that's, that's also a great question. And, and right. You're, you're right. You're sometimes we don't, we don't think about ourselves, right. We're thinking about all the, all the people I have to take care of. Um, and the, the test can definitely be very helpful for anyone that is not taking any medications or doesn't really have anything going on. Um, and, um, with this will, you know, kind of depend on, um, the different companies, but what we do is we'll actually sit down with every single patient that has the test that does the test and have a consultation with them so that they can understand um what you know their their pharmacogenetic results hmm. and then um we reach out to their providers to share the results with uh with their providers um and um actually schedule one-on-one uh, -on -one meetings with them as well uh, if there's hmm. anything that we need to change um, then we'll have a meeting with a provider, um, share the recommendations. Um, and then if they're, you know, interested in learning more, we also, um, offer educational webinars for them as well. So that's awesome. So how does the yeah. test work? What is the process? So it's really easy. Um, we, we send it to the patient orders the test online if, or, or through their provider. We definitely, you know, need uh, to have a provider there, um, just to make sure that the the patient is not making any medication changes on their own. 
Um, that's that's all. That's why we always talk to them as well. Uh, there's always a pharmacist, a medical provider that's really trained in this um, in the middle there. And uh, once you once they order the the test, we um, ship it over to them. It's a really easy chick swab. Um, mm -hmm. It takes about a minute to complete, and um, they send it over to us. We provide all the shipping labels and everything. Um, and then we will run it through the through the lab. Once the results are available, the provider um, or the pharmacist who submitted that request, they will get a notification that the results are available. So then um, we usually usually will schedule an appointment with a patient to go over those results, and then from there share the information with the provider. Okay, cool, awesome. I feel like everyone's going to, you know, stop listening to this recording and one, look uh, at our education on what this test is. And then two, go out and yeah. test themselves or their patients. Yes, because absolutely. I mean, obviously that's the goal, but um, let's talk a little bit about the course and how, and, and what it's structured and what it, what it's intended to be and what it's intended not to be. So share with us a little bit about the kind of the education of what's involved in the course that we put together. Yeah, so the course it's it's eight hours um C credit, so uh, it you know it's a little bit more more involved there, and it's really meant to be um, an introduction to pharmacogenomics and give you the resources that you need to apply this information to patient care. So it's a very um very good basics for pharmacogenomics, especially if you're not you know if you're not familiar with it um and you and you haven't um had it in school, but even if you have had it in school, this will definitely solidify um, some of those concepts. So it takes you through um, a few different medication classes that are the mo most commonly uh, prescribed and also um, that are affected by pharmacogenomics. But the, the most valuable thing about the course is that it really provides you with resources that you can use um, later on as well if you want to apply this information to your patients. So coming out of the course, you should really feel comfortable with um, knowing, you know, having an introductory basis on pharmacogenomics, understanding how the lab uh, works and uh, how, you know, how do you choose a lab and how do you choose a partner, but also having the right information and the right resources to apply this to patient care. Because, you know, you can have a course um, and um, the information we have there, it's, it's updated, you know, based on uh, the current the current information that we have but then how do you you know what about two or three years down uh down the path um you're like well how do i use this now because maybe this information is not updated so uh the course really does a great job of uh, pointing you to the necessary resources so that you're always updated yeah and what type of pharmacist this is a pharmacist course or pharmacist course, a course that is geared towards pharmacists in particular, what type of pharmacist do you think should be educated on this type of content or this type of education training? I think um, all pharmacists, no matter <laughs> what they do, they should definitely be educated on this. That's, a good, that's it, a good answer. Yeah. <laughs> I hear you. Um, well, because it's in the name. It's pharmacogenomics. Yeah. Pharmacy is the name. So we uh, right. we really need to own the space. Um, we were trained for it um, in in some level, 
because we already understand um, kind of half, half of the battle here, which is um, we understand drugs and we also, you know, have been trained in, pharm in pharmacokinetics. Um, but then the, the piece that, and then again, the course does a really great job at this. The piece that's missing is, okay, so how do I add genetics? How do I, you know, supplement with what I already know about drugs and how they're metabolized? How do I also incorporate genetics into this? So I think um, it's a it's a very seamless transition for, mm -hmm. for the pharmacist to to really own the space yeah, and agree. be that expert and that educator for the providers, so that you know they feel more comfortable and uh, we just help out more patients. Comfortable and confident in using the knowledge, the yeah. information that is produced by the test, correct? Yes, exactly. And do you think it's because it's a change from common practice? Yeah, so it, it is a change from, you know, standard practice, but also, um, you, you know, pharmacists nowadays, uh, especially if you if you work in, in community pharmacy, um, you just have a lot going on. It's just yeah. really busy. So it you know, it might be a little bit more difficult to learn or incorporate um, new things. And you think, oh, this pharmacogenomics, this is a long word, must be extremely complicated. There's no way that, you know, I can learn about this in eight hours. Uh, but, but you really can. And um, it can really make a difference for, um, for the patients. Because like I said, we already understand the pharmacy part of it, which is uh, more than half the battle. Yeah. And to me, it sounds the more and more I'm getting to know you and getting to know your level of expertise and just learning about the content and pharmacogenetics itself, it seems almost it's, it's essential part of the pie. It's yeah. a essential piece of the making sure we're doing everything we can to get the right medication to the right patient at the right time, at the right dose, all that, you know, the whole yeah. thing. Um, and to me, this seems almost like we have to do this. <laughs> this is part oh, of, this is part of managing the medication regimen. So yeah. this is great. I'm excited for people to enroll. I'm excited for the update to go live in this month and, you know, having experts like you on our, on our faculty expert panel is essential for us to make stand out, not just CE, but really advanced training that helps pharmacists just help patients. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, exactly. Um, you know, I appreciate your time. We really love working with you. You've been such a value add to our company, to our audience, to our customers. So we appreciate you and your level of expertise. And I know I am in between you and your vacation. So <laughs> I am your last stop. So Thanks. I, um, I want to wrap up and say thank you so much. And if anyone wants to reach out to Ina, wants to enroll in the course, I will link all of the content and all of the information inside our show notes. So, Ina, appreciate your time and, you know, you're always welcome back to Level Up and see Impact. Well, thank you. Thank you so much, Ashley. It's been great working with you as well. And I, I'm just, I'm really passionate about pharmacogenomics. Like I said, ever since I learned about it, I thought I really want to learn how to do this and implement and just know more because I definitely agree with you that it is, it is essential. And just that, you know, puzzle that's missing um, from how we do patient care. So um, thank you so much for having me. It's been, it's been a pleasure. And um, yeah, like Ashley said, if anyone has any questions for me um, or wants to learn more, feel free to reach out to me. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you so much. Appreciate you guys. Take care. Hi, Jen here. I'd like to personally invite you to become a pharmacist by design. 
Being a pharmacist by design means you're striving to be the best version of yourself, not just as a professional, but as an individual dedicated to improving patient care outcomes. You can learn more about pharmacist by design at ceimpact.com. And when you use the code level up, you'll get 10% off an already great rate for all the education you want. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next week as we help you level up your pharmacy practice.